I got access to Bard this week. That. That's the Google AI. Ooh. Um, so I decided to see what it would be like if I used that to write our intro. Okay. And once again, I found voices to read them. Okay. <laughs> I also got into a fight with Bard pretty bad. Okay, you know what? <laughs> I think that the way that your interactions have so much more to do with you than of, of the sure, chatbot. Of course because... it does. Oh, no, maybe I need to have more patience. Anyway, uh, so here is the intro from Bard. Hi, I'm Tracy Egan Morrissey. Hey. And this is Rich Juzwiak. And no. you're listening to the Pot Psychology Podcast. We're two comedians who are also no. therapists. And we're here <laughs> to help you with your problems. Or at least make you laugh about them. This week, we're talking about how to deal with anxiety. No. We'll share some of our own experiences with anxiety and offer some tips on how to manage it. And That's... we'll also take some questions from listeners. So if you're feeling anxious, sit back, relax, and let us help you. Or if you're just looking for a good laugh, we've got you covered too. Thanks for listening. Um, that, that wasn't very intelligent at all. <laughs> so stupid, <laughs> licensed therapist. You are my passion for <laughs> then I asked, is Drew Barrymore a lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> what did it say? I'm not programmed to assist with that. <laughs> I just asked ChatGPT the same question. Yeah, what did they say? They kind of got mad at me. That's See, that that's ridiculous. We're allowed to talk about people's sexuality. As an AI language model, I do not have access to the personal and private information of individuals, including Drew Barrymore's sexual orientation. It is important to respect people's privacy and not make assumptions about their personal lives or identities. I don't need a lesson. It's also important to avoid spreading rumors or speculation about people's sex sexual orientation or gender identity without their consent or confirmation. What a scold. I, 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 I just want the info. Just leave it at, I don't know. Yeah, why is it trying to impose morals on me? It's trying to teach me? No, I, mean, I teach you. I Well, here's the thing. I think that some people need to hear that. Maybe. And I think that... I, I I don't mind having it tell me something I, I already know. But if the if the question is, is Drew Barrymore a lesbian because I'm not well researched and maybe she talked about that at some point and she did talk about it, then it is public information, in which case it's not taboo or ridiculous or, or, or evil in nature to discuss it. And that's it's suggesting that like discussion of sexuality is inappropriate in all contexts. And it's like, no, you don't even know. You don't even fuck. <laughs> well, if they're trying to say that it's they're trying it privacy is important privacy is important sure but so is standing up and being counted can i tell you about me talking about jamila jamil with chat gpt i, I would love to hear it <laughs> well, let's talk about her okay too okay. let's talk about that I will, thing i oh let's talk I about am, the thing i'm i am willing and ready and able the al roker thing uh this is, you, you have her on your show she lies what what of course what what do you expect of at this course. point what do you expect at this point I, I, we were talking about the movie her yeah. and i was like have you heard about her because i wanted to get into a conversation you know about ai or whatever yeah and it mentioned spike jones so then i said i used to work with spike jones Earlier, I had I had said, Do you, is there anything you want to know about me? And it was like, I can't, I'm not programmed to ask questions. I'm not mm -hmm. supposed to be asking questions. I'm supposed to be answering them, blah, blah, blah. So when I said I used to work with Spike Jones, it said, that's interesting, with an exclamation point. Spike Jones is a highly regarded filmmaker known for his unique and innovative style. What was it like working with him? And then we discussed that, and I won't get into that here. 
asked then, um, I said, do you want me to tell you more stories about my interactions with various famous people? Yeah. And it said, sure. If you would like to share more stories, I'd be happy to listen and respond. So I said, I kind of have this feud with Jamila Jamil. And it said, I see. Can you tell me more about your feud with Jamila Jamil? So it was interested. It was interested. Yeah. And I said, uh, I discovered a lot of inconsistencies in the various anecdotes she tells in interviews. I began fact-checking her and published my findings. I see. It's understandable to fact-check public figures and bring inconsistencies to light. However, it's important to do so in a respectful and constructive manner. Did your interactions with Jamila Jamil become hostile as a result of your findings? Or was there already tension between the two of you before the fact-checking? And I said, it got kind of hostile. She accused me of being a troll and an idiot. (laughs) I only was using her own words to fact-check what she had said. And it said, I'm sorry to hear that the situation became hostile. It's important to approach disagreements and fact-checking in a respectful and constructive manner. And name-calling or personal attacks are not helpful or appropriate. It's, a, it's possible that Jamila Jamil felt defensive or attacked by your fact-checking, but it's still important to approach these situations with empathy and understanding. Have you attempted to reconcile or resolve the feud with Jamila Jamil? And I said, I don't think she wants anything to do with me. I also kind of think she's a jerk and definitely a liar. Yeah. I'm okay with where we stand now. And it said, I understand. You know, I can't fault a peace-loving bot. Right? It's, it's, it's hard is in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to talk about Jamil Jamil? Oh, the yeah, L, that's the stupid clip. Thing? Okay, so she actually has told this story before, obviously. Do you want to play the, the thing? Yes. God, how do I tell this again legally? Um, I had a man um, take several steps into my apartment. It was supposed to be my first ever booty call. He uh, <laughs> collapsed three steps in. He broke all of his front teeth. They Whoa. flew across my apartment. Uh, oh he split my. his chin open <gasps> oh and collapsed. God. And it's because he had misused a drug that excites <gasps> a man's sausage. Oh, my. It's the only way I could say that. <laughs> So, so, you know what? I, I know you are never having me back. I have heard so some bad date stories. That's, that's the worst. That's the worst. It's so stupid. And then the people just fawn over her, except for Al Roker, who Al looked Roker knows dead in the up. camera and was like, she's lying. Yeah. Look, dizziness. How, okay, how can you misuse Viagra? Dizziness is a side effect. Mm-hmm. So it's potential. But, potential, but like, no. That, like. But, but how can you misuse Viagra? Like you can't. Can you I guess if you took too Viagra? much for yeah, if you at a high dose, you, the higher the dose, the more likely you are to have side effects, right? So nope. maybe that's like her shorthand for it. But that's exactly it. It's these exaggerations. Like it's the worst possible outcome that she has somehow experienced. You know, like um, there's there's being always. in the there's being in the pathway of bees, and then there's being chased down the street by Africanized bees swarms for four or so times you know there's a couple different issues there of course there's a few different issues with this some holes in the story if you will yeah and i'll tell (laughs) you them because as i'm working on my biography of jamila jamil according to jamila jamil um i know everything about this woman everything at least that she said about herself right and the timeline so she says that this happened she doesn't say this here but she says it in Nicole Byers podcast. Yeah. That the and so I'm curious to know if she's going to it's going to be different on her own podcast. Sure. But she says in Nicole Byers podcast that this happened 
it was when she first moved to LA and she wanted to meet people and she didn't know anyone. And so she went on Tinder and they, she had a couple dates with this guy. It wasn't like a booty call. Okay. And, or I don't even know if she knows what a booty call is really. And then. Might mean something different in England. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, like a fanny pack. Yeah, fanny pack. <laughs> vagina pack. <laughs> is fanny, does it mean vagina or vulva or both? Probably both. both. All the, of all it. Of the whole thing. All of it. Kit and caboodle. <laughs> caboodle. <laughs> okay, so so what doesn't add up with this story, she says that this happened when she first moved to LA because yeah. she didn't know anyone. Yeah. But um her whole timeline with James Blake mm-hmm, mm-hmm. messes that up. Yeah. So Jamil Jamil actually moved to LA in March of 2015, although her Wikipedia says 2016. But according to all the interviews that she did around that time, she moved. She, it, I don't know if she was like permanently there, but mm-hmm. she was like there. Like mm-hmm. she had a place and uh, she was going back and forth because at one point she started a fucking nonprofit for concert venues to like have, as she said, the, the most amazing things when she would the press tour for this. But it was just a way for herself to get press. I never heard anything about it again. It's pictures of her with people in wheelchairs. But it's supposed to be about like making shows more wheelchair chair accessible. Right. Which is, like, I think, a good cause. Totally. I mean, you get in for free if you go to a Wu-Tang show. Exactly. <laughs> it was called like, what was it called? Something people. Why not people? <laughs> so... <laughs> She started dating James Blake sometime in 2014 because she did a one year. She was like one year with this nut kind of uh, post in, at the end of 2015. Uh-huh. So I think she started dating him the end of 2014. And she has said that like he got interested in her when she said that she was going to move to America and he kind of followed her there. And then they moved in together like immediately. And even though that wasn't really the plan. So. I, when would she have been doing booty calls and dating? Because right. he followed her and he wrote a song about it, following her <laughs> to America. That's so stupid. Unless, I mean, was there any period of time where she was like flying in and flying out? Probably, right? There was through 2015, but like, but he was, but they were together. They were together. They started mm. being, they started dating for for real, for real in 2014. Mm. They didn't go public till 2015. She moved to America in March of 2015 but didn't really move i don't know if she like moved permanently or like she did go and i think permanent she was permanently there by 2016 which means she would have been with james blake for two years by then but couldn't she have visited and had a booty call no she said it wasn't she mo- first moved to los oh, angeles I first moved to los angeles yes yeah, so that's, that's what she ridiculous. says on this on this podcast that's, that's okay. ridiculous Here. uh one of the worst dates formulating I formulating formulating they were actually all <laughs> thinking fine. about it they were all fine, it, but it just felt like a meeting because it was 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. outside a police station. And the station. day has just started. They're yeah. still on their best behavior. So They're I didn't, I've had like, ter- I had one bad date that I, uh, around the same time uh, with a man um, who I'd gone on a couple of dates mm-hmm. with. This is a disaster, actually. Mm-hmm. This is a real, this is like the most, this is the worst <laughs> date anyone's ever been on. Okay, so are you ready? If she was like, they're all fine. And then she comes up with this she, wild exactly. story. Totally, totally. Like, Took her a little while. Later. Took her a little while, but she thought of it. The wheels were turning. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, so I went on a date with this man and uh, he 
was lovely to me and so we went on a second date and, and he was lovely to me on the third date like he brought me to kind of meet some of his friends and I was mm-hmm. like wow this is going so well he's so charming and funny and nice mm-hmm. and handsome and he's introducing me to people which means he's not ashamed of my personality which is rare <laughs> uh, and so then he comes over to my house at like he comes over at like 10pm so I was like Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I've kissed seven people ever. One of them is Manny, who's on the show. And that's I actually do believe that she hasn't kissed very many people. Mm. Well, she seems very inexperienced at life to me. She does seem a bit naive sometimes. It's sad and, and, and it makes me sad. Um, <laughs> Out of your seven, one is work. Yeah, yeah. And I still count it, which is pathetic. <laughs> no, um, that's the best. So uh, so anyway, so I, uh, I was like, I'm about to have my first booty call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was so excited. Because I'd heard about them for years, and I've been watching. I've <laughs> and been it watching, was finally happening. I've been watching to Sex in the City, you know, and I, you know, I really felt like I was ready for my first booty call. He turns up at my house, walks in. I've never told this story publicly. T- walks in, takes three steps in, kisses me on the cheek, and then collapses face <gasps> forward and has a seizure, like a violent seizure. He breaks all of his teeth what? when he falls, and <laughs> the, so the teeth and blood just explode all over my house. So she's been in America for ten days. She had a lot of freaking dates in 10 days. She had three dates with him already and she was going out to, out to these police stations. <laughs> I would love to look up every single police station in LA and see if there's anything remotely open for meeting people for a date at 11 a.m. Totally. Um, I love blood and teeth explode. Exploding. <laughs> And so I, um, so this man is now like bleeding and seizing all over my floor. There's teeth everywhere. Everywhere. I have to call 911, like in the movies, you uh-huh. know, which I'd never done in my life. I'd never had to call an emergency mm-hmm. services before. Even when she was and they the send a, a cat. A, a, a... You know that she tells the story that she walked home? She tells the story on, on Conan O'Brien that she walked home after she was hit by the car <clears throat> and then she couldn't walk for two years. <laughs> what? That makes no medical sense <laughs> at all. I mean, I'm no doctor, but come on now. Uh, an ambulance and a, a fire truck for some reason. Mm-hmm. We, we don't do this in England. It's very overdramatic America. Yes. And you need to know but yourself. She, she puts in these little kind of like charming details that make you think the story is true. Right, right. Because it's detailed, but she's just throwing whatever she throwing got against it. the wall and she's selling it. She's throwing it and she's selling it. 20 men pour into the house, like all in uniform to save mm-hmm. this guy's life. And they're trying to resuscitate him. They managed to finally bring him back round. And they're like, you know, have you taken any drugs? And he was like, um, well, I had a bit of cocaine earlier, but I've been taking that for like 20 years and I've normally been fine. I was like, oh, flag. That's a red flag. 20 years of cocaine. 20 yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Um, I was like, Dad, who would say at the hospital? I've done cocaine for 20 years. Uh, single dad of three mm-hmm. uh, and so um, so he then they're like have you taken anything else and he was like no no, no I definitely haven't taken anything else so like, okay cool so they put the blanket over him and they start to like um, pull the blanket over his body and after they go past his cock he gets a raging erection <laughs> uh, what, kind of, what kind of pants was he wearing what kind of pants was he wearing that it made the blanket go up and she's watching this the whole time we're, in a, we're talking about we're in LA yeah the men there were real tight pants I don't think the dick would have moved it, yeah it, this is very like a scene in a movie oh, absolutely yeah, oh, like, everything like a, that like she a does. police academy movie uh, this is like police this is a super <laughs> troll <laughs> 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 which point it becomes quite clear that, that somebody, somebody gets impotent from their cocaine use and they take Viagra, both of which have a very different effect on the heart. And so clearly the cocktail just oh my God, messed him yeah. up and he collapsed. 
I just want to actually run it back that she's making this claim that somehow um, cocaine and Viagra is yes. a dangerous mix. Do you know how many people use Viagra oh when they do coke? Because also that she said they have the opposite effect on the heart. They yeah. have the same effect on the heart. Don't they get your heart rate up? Uh, Viagra, I think, does yes. actually elevate your heart rate. Because that's why it's a, a concern for old men in heart attacks. Yeah, it's a vasodilator. So that actually, it just makes kind of... Yeah, it could it could potentially, but it's not like this known thing. You know what I mean? You 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 Google cocaine and Viagra and like second rate kind of. How oh, many guys sites. do cocaine and exactly. Viagra? Exactly. Oh, here's just, a study on it. She just never knows what she's talking about. It's always based on like some kind of like what half truth. It's it's like what a little girl thinks that a thing would be. Yeah, you she know? like heard what, about what something she somewhere. It would be. It, it's just that's not really a thing, you know, mm-hmm. and to like blow it up as such, I think basically amounts to medical misinformation because she's obviously lying and she's telling yes. you like what can happen Same as a side effect. Ozempic, of these drugs. When she said Ozempic causes putrid, putrid farts. Yeah, and I'll putrid, tell you, I putrid. still have not smelled my fart since I've been on it. Wow. Like that, it's like an actual like I don't have I barely fart anymore. I used to fart all day long. Wow. Yeah. I barely fart at all. Smell that, Jamila? (laughs) (laughs) He claps. He had like heart, like temporary heart Mm -hmm. failure. Um, And so now it's very embarrassing because he's got a boner. He's had to admit that he's had Viagra. uh, And look me in the eye as he says it. He's got no teeth. There's blood everywhere. And we have to carry him out of my house uh, at 11 p.m. at night in the middle of like West Hollywood with no teeth, covered in blood. And, and a big boner. And then the weird thing is, okay, so the weird thing is that this is obviously a lie that she then went on to lie about. She told the story yeah. wrong, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, it was, and it was the same kind of like based on a true, like if you want to take this fake story now yeah. that it's out there as a true thing, and she still twisted that. I'm pretty good at sort of mapping how these stories evolve over mm-hmm. time. because yeah, I've been, I guess you'd have to. Yeah, I've been yeah, reading drafts, every single interview. Draft, yeah. And um. And I think that I I feel I basically I feel like I know the origin story of like where she got the idea for it. My guess is that she did have a date with the guy and he came over and he probably did trip and he probably like hit his face. Yes, and maybe exactly. like his um something his, like that, his right? Tooth like cut his lip or something. Something. And it no it ambulance was this, called. No right. no. Boner in the Bo- hospital. No boner at the hospital. <laughs> no cocaine. Maybe some coke. Maybe he was doing his Maybe own some cocaine. Viagra. But anyway, like bullshit. But then it goes on. There's more lies that she you actually actually like kind of lies. She tells contradicting things right after each other. Right really? here. Yeah. Really? Did he like give you money to clean? He did actually. He actually took me shopping to Target two days later to like replace all my furniture that was covered in his blood. <laughs> That's, that's gentlemanly. So did he call you to set that up or did he text you? I want to take you to Target. <laughs> he texted me. <laughs> you, my blood is all over your furniture. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, I still have his blood stain on the back of my couch. <gasps> really? Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Gross. She just said that he bought her all new furniture. Yeah. And now she has the blood stain on the back of the couch. What other furniture would he be buying? Her she, couch is kind of like, like an AI bot. She just kind of responds to you. you <laughs> she know? does. She's she just, just like goes, volleying. Yeah, she just goes where you'll take her. Uh, here's a um, truncated list of things. Things that she said. Claims. Claims that she said. Cervical cancer twice. Breast lumps removed. Breast cancer scare. Breast reduction. 
contradictory about timeline 2014 15 or 16 possible cover for boob job precancerous breast cells 2016 bee attack car accident that left her maybe uh bed bound for two years right. bee attack car accident la bee attack outside the un bee attack with mark ronson <laughs> Accident with Ollie Murs, where she got the concussion, broken elbow, broken butt, broken tooth, broken ribs. The tooth is still glued on with eyelash glue. And she said that in the DMs to me. Eyelash glue. Yeah. yeah the eyelash glue thing. You know, eyelash glue is like basically like the glue from post-its. Right. It's supposed to be <laughs> removable. You just take yeah. it right off. You can yeah. take it off with something sensitive like your eyelids. Yeah. She'd probably want to use like crazy glue if yeah. that's, you know. Dumb. I bet the story will change. It'll be crazy glue. Uh, <laughs> and endless concussions high fevers six months of seizures allergic to peanuts and shellfish from birth uh mercury poisoning allergic to peppers allergic to her own tears <laughs> celiac had multiple teeth knocked out by kids with tennis rackets and a racist attack at age seven had crutches taken away from her as a teenager on a dance floor while kids laughed never had a birthday party um <laughs> never had a birthday <laughs> with all of these afflictions <laughs> hashimoto's disease ocd ptsd multiple suicide attempts multiple rape victim nearly dra dragged into a car by a man at age 15 grabbed by the vagina on oxford street in the middle of the day when she was until she bled when she was 13 oh my god had her leg ejac ejaculated on three separate occasions as a teenager on the tube escalators kidney stones knocked over by a dead sea lion while out swimming <laughs> <laughs> stung by a sea ur urchin <laughs> pooped her pants on santa monica boulevard <laughs> always throwing an up adventure it's like it's like a cartoon like I up a cartoon <laughs> intro you know throwing up before the emmys chase oh wait sorry She's queer. Um, <laughs> rolled her ankle, broke her arm, pulled her muscle in the ass on Good Place, pulled her muscle in the ass on the set of She-Hulk, broke her ass, broke her cossacks on, and she fell down 20 icy steps. <laughs> it also says, she said in one interview like a long time ago that her breasts came in very quickly and she was a 38 double H. Come on now. When? <laughs> when her boobs first grew. And then she got reductions? That's what she said. I think what happened is that, you know, she had some weight fluctuation mm. when she like got laid off from the TV job and then went just went on the radio mm -hmm. and in her she gained a little bit of weight. She wasn't like crazy overweight. She just put on like a little bit of weight mm -hmm. and then she lost it. I think so when that happens, sometimes your boobs sag after. Mm -hmm. And I think that she got she has implants. There's no doubt in my mind that she has implants now. Really? She's never wearing a bra. She's always wearing strapless dresses and her tits are always sitting high. Yeah, she's she 100%. And she like, I think she has masked that because she has said on Twitter before um, that she had breast reduction surgery because of back aches. That must have happened when she was like, because she didn't have large breasts the entire. She's been on TV since she was like 22 years old. Right. So I think that she had the breast reduction surgery at some point after she left tv uh-huh but it wasn't breast reduction i think she's got implants you know yes okay we have a voicemail okay hey rich and tracy i just stopped the uh, most recent patreon episode 22 minutes in due to overwhelming 
uh, spiritual and physical outrage listening to Jamila Jamil's fucking nonsense. Um, for context, I am a general practitioner. I work at a large academic. She's a real doctor. I do hospital medicine, and then I see patients for outpatient care as well. And I prescribe a lot of GLP-1 agonists. So Ozempic, Wegovy, Saxenda, Victoza. I prescribe them for obesity management as well as type 2 diabetes. And I have really enjoyed the episode, but I cannot, oh my God, I cannot listen to her talk about GLP-1. So this is probably going to be long and rambling, but I'm very passionate about physiology and breaking these things down into things that I can understand and maybe other people can too. So I wanted to debunk a few things. And you know what, Jamila, Jamila, I, I just can't get over it. She says a lot of crazy fucking shit. Okay, it's fine. She's got a raging personality disorder. It's fascinating to watch. But I'm truly appalled at how, uh, what's the word, irresponsible her comments are. I'm just saying, I love this. I think people are using the phone line for really good reasons. Totally. If, we're, we're really if getting you are a stuff. specialist in an area and you have context or facts to add, we'd yeah. love to hear it. We yeah. love experts. Yeah. Or, Better you know. than AI. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Essentially, I think it's important to clarify the difference between type 1 and type 2 diabetes. Type 1 diabetes refers to a disease typically of childhood where people have a literal deficiency of insulin. Insulin is the hormone that helps your body deal with sugar, glucose, appropriately. So it helps move sugar into cells to store energy. It helps to regulate bodily functions. Is what Shelby so had in type in 1 diabetes, you noise. just don't yes. have insulin uh, genetically. It's a genetic disorder. You don't have it. Type 1, you need insulin externally administered to survive. In type 2 diabetes, you have plenty of insulin. Actually, you have, it's a little bit of a gross overstatement, but too much insulin. The problem is that your body has become resistant Essentially, type 2 diabetes is what these medications are for, along with obesity. And you can consider type 2 diabetes to be sort of the extreme of metabolic syndrome. Metabolic syndrome, we can almost use interchangeably with obesity. Metabolic syndrome, your body does not any longer respond to the insulin that your pancreas is making. You end up in a state of hyperinsulinemia, meaning you have too much insulin circulating in your bloodstream, and that actually creates a completely vicious cycle that makes it extremely challenging for people who are overweight to lose weight, which I think is super critical for people to understand why these medications are so important to actually reversing the underlying pathophysiology that creates obesity in the first place. So when you have too much insulin circulating in your bloodstream, it actually prevents your cells from using stored energy the way that they should meaning you cannot lose weight as easily. And we know that metabolic syndrome, obesity, type 2 diabetes, these conditions mediate almost all other health conditions, coronary artery disease, heart attacks, strokes, peripheral arterial disease. I mean, you name it, obesity is the mechanism that mediates it, that and smoking cigarettes. So when we talk about these medications, GLP-1 agonists, they actually reverse this physiology by increasing your body's sensitivity to insulin, sending a signal to your brain that you're full, and in that way, they slow down the GI system, which is why people get constipated and nauseous, but eventually that gets better. 
and they allow your body to use energy in a better way. Yeah. So the way that Jamila Jamil set it up was she was like, well, if you Dangerous take these and you're risking your life, but she says, if you take these when you don't have diabetes, yes, like there's such a profound change from one body to another. She almost she almost actually kind of presented it like taking insulin. Like if you mm-hmm. took insulin and you didn't have diabetes, that would fuck you up a lot. Yes. But this is not that. Yes. So again, it's just this like total. She has mis- no idea what the, how the mechanism works exactly. whatsoever, and she's is she's really giving false medical information. It's, it's wild that and that and that people listen to her and are and and that people will take that into consideration. She will change minds with that to ne- probably to a negligible degree. But if it's twenty people, you know what I mean. Like also the problem with her doing this is that she has squarely placed herself in the sort of weight loss. Now she's doing, trying to change the face of exercise, exercise. Like she's trying to change the face of exercise. How are you going to do that? She's like, so so, so you, so you exercise to enjoy it, not just to lose weight. And it's like, babe, people have been doing that. Yeah. That's what I've been doing. It's, but it's always, and to to do it for your mental health. And it's like, why why can't you do it for all of those things? Why can't you do it for all of the things it gives you? Like, why does it, it's, it's just, she assigns a morality to weight loss that other people kind of assign to weight gain. Yeah. Yes, you're right. She does. I think that's very well put, which is diet culture. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It's assigning morality to this stuff. You know, there is an argument that they should probably be prioritized towards the people who are suffering the most from the extremes of this condition, meaning those who are actually in the diabetic realm. That doesn't mean they should be restricted for others who are obese. These medications are so safe and effective that the American Association of Pediatrics, the New York Times just did a daily podcast on this, just mm-hmm. released a new guideline that starting in childhood, meaning six, seven, eight, nine, if a kid is suffering with severe obesity, they should be offered one of these medications. So mm-hmm. fuck Jamila Jamil. Just, just fuck yeah. her every way. Okay. Horrible, horrible advice. And I think to Rich's point, if you've ever been around someone who's tr- struggling with severe obesity, be in a heinous relationship with food, you recognize that that's one of the loneliest people around who cannot yes. lose weight as hard as they try, who are suffering. Right. And yes. Jamila should understand that as someone who's had an eating disorder for it's a great point. years. But these medications actually allow people to do the opposite of what she's stating in this podcast. It causes people to like exactly like Tracy said, I'm just kind of not, I'm feeling all right. I'm just not thinking about food. Imagine the mental freedom that that would provide to someone really struggling with binge eating disorder, you know, genetically set up to fail in terms of weight loss. I mean, that is allowing someone to prolong their life medically and also to lose weight, feel good, engage in their life. Thank you so much, Dr. Aaron. Yes. If you ever want to, you know, do that again. Do that again. Just, you can actually <laughs> just email us voice notes so you don't have to keep calling over and yeah. over. Well, it, it's so funny to think of this as potential eating disorder therapy, mm-hmm. which has not been widely broadcast and is such a good point. And what if it starts being prescribed, whether off label or whatever, for people with eating disorders actually improves the quality of life? Jamila Jamil is such an advocate for eating disorders. And now she's painted herself into a wall mm-hmm. when saying that you shouldn't be using it unless you're diabetic. Well, yeah. Eating disorders sounds like up the potential for a perfect non-diabetic 
morally straight reason. Like, I'm not even talking about like free will yes. and how I think like it, it's completely fine for you to be taking it, for yeah. example. I'm talking about like if you want to assign virtue to this, here's a wonderful mm-hmm. thing. And so she didn't even think it out. She didn't even like think about it, you know? Like yeah. if you're so intimately if you're so if you're such a if you're such an expert speaker on eating disorders, shouldn't this have occurred to you that maybe that's, this could that, work there? You that's know what, what I'm really saying? is so annoying. I mean, there's a lot of things that are annoying about her, but the like thing that's like kind of actually I'll say dangerous or at least at the uh, yeah. at the very least um, like irresponsible yeah. is that she hears about things and she has an emotional reaction to it that's tied to, I believe, her own eating disorder. Yeah. Or her own, uh, let's say her own feeling, her own her, complicated her relationship own with issue, food. Her, yes. Exactly. Her own issues with food. And she's making it public. Yes. And she, and and advocating she talks about how she has issues with she all does. of this stuff. She does, but... That's she's supposed to be an advocate, but she's supposed to be an advocate. So she has these. Um, she had like an emotional reaction to this news, and she's hearing that like celebrities are buying it and blah yeah. blah, blah. And she just she didn't just she just didn't bother to do any research. I mean, some of the things have been reported. You know, like the GI issues. Like people have GI issues. I mean, I'm just but then she's saying, but then she's saying putrid, putrid farts. So she's yeah. always bringing. It, she always just like the my guy took a Viagra and yeah. spun out. Yeah. Like, it's always the worst possible manifestation all, of the side effect. Yes. It just keeps going up. Up it's and up and up. the most extreme. So, She's just always yeah. trying to do extreme. Exactly. It's stupid, though. You know what else is stupid? What? Not taking advantage of Wawu, our premium series. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> right now we're <laughs> great doing transition. A, right now we're doing a Madonna-thon. Still where, with the Madonna. Yeah. I mean, I actually, I'm not ready to give it up yet. No, I, we have to get through it now. I'm, I'm there in, are many more movies that I want to watch. There's a lot of slogs. It's, there's a lot of slogs. But I'll tell you, we just did Swept Away. Yeah. I mean, her acting is terrible. It's so bad. And the movie kind of sucks in a yeah. lot of ways. But I wasn't really bored. Yeah, that, that makes sense. When I was watching it. Well, because it's because Lena Wertmuller's movie is so... It's just such an... That movie in 1976 was like the one that people were talking. It was just one of those. It had a moment in New York. It was written about uh-huh. in New York magazine. Just one of those discussed movies because she just creates this situation where you're like, what is she saying? Is she, yeah. you know, like, is she actually saying like, no, women want to be dominated raped. by men? Yeah. Raped, basically. Yeah. yeah. Or is it something, uh, you know, there's a political allegory. It's, it's, it, there's a lot. It's, it's really, um, uh, it's like a kind it's, of. It, there's a lot of. Uh, issues with gender with I'm sorry with gender and yes. class yeah and and certain things, things that, those are the things I'm interested in and certain things and she plays out certain things that are kind of believed or taken for granted by people like the reason why men dominate women is because of their brute strength and is that really the root of it and she's you know she's looking at that stuff so all so this movie comes from that idea but this movie just makes everything stupider about that movie you know yes. that movie's like a lot of people don't like that movie and that movie is kind of boring and harsh and whatever, but it is still I, Guy Ritchie to me. It, well, you know what? We're going to get into this. Yeah. We're going to get into this. Yeah, I don't uh, like that. But he was cute at the time. He was very sexy. And if I were Madonna, I would have fucked him too. And she said yeah. in behind the scenes footage that he has a big dick, which is something that Madonna would say about her husband. Yeah. But at the same time, why would Madonna lie? I Well, I'm. Mean, she seems like that's the type she's into. Yeah, exactly. You know, Sean yeah. Penn. I'm sure he was terrible to her. Yeah. Okay. Um, pot psychology. Oh no, I had a big dick. Oh, I thought he was a big dick. No, I had I, maybe I said he was a big dick, but I meant had a big dick. Oh, okay. I believe it because you know what? He's that kinda, seems like he's, her type too. He's like one of those like he's like one of those short guys yeah, that like have a like, surprisingly uh, like kind of big thick one. Right. 
He is really into masculinity in a way that's like he is, you know, comfortable with himself. Right. But know? but homophobic, you know, Christopher talked at length about how he was homophobic. Oh, privately. Yeah. At the wedding and yes. stuff. Yeah. You know. I can imagine that. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, patreon.com slash pot psychology. Uh, we are doing the Donathon. And uh, but then there's other bonuses you can get if you maybe if your budget's a little tighter. Right. Uh, but yeah, pipe dreams that fun, and that's all. That's it. Wow, that went by quick for me. <laughs> <laughs>